Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're going to be talking about Hot Summer Nights by Luann McLean. Guys, this is another one of the books I referenced in our uh, Fly With Me episode mm-hmm. that was purchased by my high school friends and I. So this book was published in 2006. And I am pretty sure we bought it right around then. Actually, it was published in 2004. Oh. And then was released by this publishing company in 2006. There you go. Um, it is a, like, trilogy of stories. Yes. All by the same author, so it's not a compendium like they usually are. Yes. Um, and they're all about different players and people affiliated with this minor league baseball team. Yes. For those of you who know me, IRL, in real life, <laughs> uh, baseball is my one true love. Yeah. I'm, like, a diehard Yankee fan. Don't hate me. Um, and so anything that has to do with baseball players... Or even just baseball teams. And baseball teams, like... Or baseball fans. You've got my ish. Yeah. So, I was going to love this book as long as it was not, like, offensive. Yeah. But I think the three stories are of varying quality. Yes. But I do think, ultimately, like, overall, it is a fun read. For sure fun. Now, keep in mind, like Lane said, these are novellas. Yes. So this is a collection of three novellas. Uh, And this is a hard copy book that we read. It is beautiful pink book with black palm trees on it. I don't know why palm trees, because this baseball team is set in Ohio. Right. And if you open the book just to the very first page, it has a beautiful rendition of the words shit ass. So, in 2004, I was a freshman in high school. um, And this was purchased, if I recall correctly... Um, on a theater trip <laughs> at a rest stop in rural West Virginia. Oh, Lord. And my friends and I, for hours on the bus, entertained ourselves by reading this, defacing it, like, the dirty parts were all highlighted. They were all highlighted. Like, I would know when I was getting to a dirty part, I would flip the page and be like, yep, it's coming up. <laughs> it's all very pink. And some of it's dog-eared. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of the phrases we highlighted are also just the ones that were, like, ludicrous. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I think you're a sex shark. Sex shark? <laughs> like, what is that out of That's context? I mean, yeah, no some of these idea. naughty questions are really funny. The one I wrote down was, your dot, 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 mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will probably take some photos of the defacement that yes. occurred to this book by high school me 15 years ago. Yes. Uh, but it is, I think it's a really fun book, so I'm excited. Let's, let's get into the, the book jacket. Okay, let's do the book jacket. Small town dreams, big time passion. You'll find them both in Sanders City. The town's love affair with baseball sparks some scorching affairs off the field. And the men are fair game. Here are three stories that will remind you there are other ways to score, and that hitting a home run has always meant something a little different when the playing field moves from the stadium to the bedroom. When the sun sets, temperatures rise, so turn up the air conditioning, pour a cool drink, and let Luann McLean make your summer nights hotter than you've ever imagined. In hot August night, Erin O'Shea is a high school principal with sports on her mind. The school's lack of a baseball coach coincides with her lack of a man. Luckily, bad boy former pro Michael Manning is ready and willing to fill both positions. Heatwave finds Josie Cooper, a recently divorced drama teacher, rounding the bases with Chase Mitchell, the sexy manager of the Sanders City Flyers, who is playing for keeps. Skin-tight pants are hard to resist especially when they're on a starting pitcher. 
In Hotshot, sensible schoolteacher Haley Forrester finds herself loosening up with Reese Taylor, who's an all-star in more ways than one. Yep. All right, so the random number generated for our personal summaries this week was two, and Meg stole the only real option. So. Okay, are you ready? Here it is. Sexy baseball. So because I had to think outside the box, I went with Bull Durham. I mean, honestly, sexy baseball and Bull Durham are like synonyms. Yeah, that's so. That's what I was going with. Uh, <laughs> right. oh, I actually think this book jacket does a great job. Uh, I think it does too. Other than being pink with palm trees, because yeah. that doesn't really work. But I think it summarizes it pretty well. I think it gets the vibe right. It's punny. It's fun. It's short and sweet. These are just like sexy tales. Yes. I will say I really like the um, the, the superscript <laughs> above her name, which is a sexy, excuse me, a steamy triple header by Luann McLean. Which, as we all know, in baseball, double headers are a thing. Triples aren't. Yeah. Because everyone would die. Yeah. But um, overall, I love it. And yeah. I love this book, and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Okay, great. So like I said, this is a collection of interlocking novellas. I really usually like these collections. I really enjoy them, uh, partly because I like getting a taste of different authors. So even though here it's all by the same author, you get three different stories, three discrete stories, which is kind of fun. And each portion is usually digestible in about an hour or less. So if you know you don't have a lot of time or like this is actually... If you want to take a bath and read a book, like the the novella collections are like perfect for that. Yeah. You can, yeah. Anyway, I really miss my bathtub. That's <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. Okay, so Hot August Nights is my favorite of the bunch. Yes. So in this one, Erin, as they mentioned in the book jacket, is a high school principal, but she got went to high school at this mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. And when she was there, she was the gawky kid who was obsessed with baseball, but she was like scrawny and undersized. Yep. Her dad would always take her to baseball games. And Michael Manning was the all-star pitcher. Yeah. And I loved, like, and she was enamored with him in high school in the way that you get most girls were. Like, they didn't have a personal relationship. But she had one incident with him that sticks in my mind as, like, so well done. Yeah. Like, I honestly think the strength of Lewin McLean's writing is the interactions between the characters feel really believable. Yeah, they do. Like, a lot of times when an author is trying to convey history, like, the situations or the mannerisms or the word choice just kind of feels a little bit inorganic. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case here. Yeah. So, she was in her parking lot, in, the, in her car in the parking lot at school when she was, like, 15, 16 years old. And Michael went streaking through the sprinklers. Yeah. Jumped in her car, butt naked, wearing nothing but a baseball cap, and said, drive. Mm. And uh, when a naked baseball player who just ran through the sprinklers jumps in your car and tells you to drive, you drive. Yeah. And so you get the impression, like, that was their only real interaction. Mm -hmm. But I think it sums up his character. Yeah. I think you get sort of why she was so enamored with him. And I also feel like that's the kind of prank an high school boy absolutely oh, plays. totally. Like, absolutely. it's not this overdramatic, overly drawn out, like, this was something no high school student would do. There are absolutely boys who have streaked across the baseball field. Oh, 100%. I may have streaked across my college baseball field. Lane is so shocked. She never thought I would do that. <laughs> no, it's not you. It's I'm like a never nude. So ah, well, and it wasn't. We call it the hollow in my college. <laughs> so I take it you weren't the only one. Yeah, no, I streak the hollow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I really enjoyed this for the fantasy that it is. Like Lane said, the fantasy is the gawky girl in high school grows up and gets the hot jock. Like that is the fantasy. And there's so many tropes. Like that in itself is a trope. Yeah. You also have a little bit of like. Her comfort, yeah. she passes out from, like, overheating because she's such a hard worker. Yeah. But also, he was injured, 
Um, and that's why his baseball career, his major league baseball career ended, was because he blew out his knee. Mm-hmm. His knee, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, so because he hurt his knee, he, like, works out his upper body a lot, so he's extremely built. Um, and even, again, even though he blew out his knee, he's strong enough to, like, carry her around. And even though he's no longer a professional athlete, yeah. he only gave up on his baseball dreams recently, so he's still been, yes. like, working out really intensely. Yes. And he wants to be the coach, as yes. mentioned too in the preface. So he's and he's still got a lot of ties to the area because he went to high school here. Yeah. Um. So he's still really athletic. Yes. Still very athletic. And and again, like probably his upper body is even more developed than it was when he was a professional baseball player because he that's the only thing he can work out now. Yes. Okay. Um, offensiveness. Uh, I would say so. This bugged me a little bit. Ex- because Michael categorizes her as having ugly girl in high school syndrome in that she's going to make out with him like to prove to herself that she can now, I guess. I didn't interpret it that way. I was still offended by his depiction of her as having ugly girl in high school syndrome. But I read that more as him justifying her standoffish behavior around yeah. him. Not her saying, like, not him saying she was going to be easy because of that, oh, but just him saying that she's so insecure and, like, bristly right. around him yeah. because she, like, goes back to feeling, like, the power imbalance they had in high school whenever she's okay. around him. Yeah. I still didn't love that depiction. I never love it when men reduce women in that way. Yeah. But I didn't take it as a, like, and this is my key to hooking up yeah. with her. So there was that. There's also another scene where he starts making out with her in her sleep after she collapsed from heat stroke. Now, to be fair and to contextualize this, she is having basically a wet dream about him. And she says his name. She says his name. In her sleep. In her sleep, but in a sexy way. Right, so it's like, clearly not consent, guys. Yeah, and like I said, like I said, I enjoy this for the fantasy that it is. Exactly. This is a fantasy, you know, (laughs) You're, I mean, ha- you're having a, an erotic dream about someone, and you wake up to be with that someone. That is, like, 100% fantasy. She's a hot principal under yeah. 30. Those don't <laughs> exist. He's, like, the billionaire come back to his hometown. Their first hookup is, like, a dare in a hot tub. Like, mm-hmm. it's reliving out high school and college scenarios, yeah. but in this adult context. Things about this one just really stand out to me. Yeah. Like... Everything from them in the hot tub to, like, her showing up at the door to help babysit his niece. Like, I just, I think they're really cute together. They are. And that makes the sexy scenes all the sexier. And, dear listener, as you know, we always rate this on sexiness. This book is chock full of sex. Yeah. There's a lot of sex in this book. It's actually, so, there's this Christian bookstore in this county I used to live in. And I still go there often. Because it's, like, one of the best selections uh, that I've seen in a bookstore. And and I only bring up the fact that it's Christian because they have an erotica section separate from the romance section. In a Christian bookstore? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think their threshold for erotica might be a little lower than Mm -hmm. most. And so this is actually, in that store at least, sold in erotica, not in romance novels. Got it. All right. So that's how much sex is in here. The the random people at the Christian bookstore decided it was erotica. So that was Hot August Night. So let's talk about Heat Wave. Yes. So this is the book that talks about the drama teacher at the same high school where Erin worked. Her name is Josie. And uh, Chase, who is the coach of the minor league baseball team. So he used to be 
a big baseball star, and now he's a coach of the minor league team. Which is, like, how it happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that this is, like, not realistic. No, well, okay. <laughs> it is well-described minor league baseball career path. Good job, guys. <laughs> so anyway, what happens in this book is that Joe, in this novella, is that Josie recently got a divorce. And then she lost all this weight because she's not unhappy anymore from being with a guy who hates her. Um, so she doesn't eat as much chocolate. Like, literally, this is the reason why she lost all this weight. And she's basically... So, to reduce it to a phrase, she is single and ready to mingle. And I was going to say DTF, but sure. Well, also DTF. Um, anyway, she's single. She's ready to get back out there. Uh, and Chase has always thought she's hot, but he doesn't want to get involved with her because of her divorce drama. But then he meets her in a bar where she gets stood up by her date, and he feels sorry for her, so he sits down, they have a meal, and then she takes him home, and they have a real good night. Yeah. I, these characters are a little older. They are. Than is typical in either Anything, modern yeah. or historical romances, and I actually... I think when I read this for the first time at 15, I was like, ew, gross, divorce people. Yeah. I have since come to, like, really appreciate yeah. that this one is no less erotic for, like, having real adults in it. Yeah. Who have, like, lived some life. Yeah. And, like, the sex is still very explicit. Yes. It's not, like, toned down nope. just because they're not young and anymore. Yeah. So what I liked about this book is that he is the one who's, like, ready to settle down. So he's... He's basically, he knows that he's, like, really good in bed, and he knows that he can pull some ass because he's a, a former, former baseball player, yeah. right? Uh, but what he doesn't know is whether a woman sees him as a good long-term prospect. And the fact is that Josie herself, of course, very soon after they start dating, she also thinks that he's great, would love to settle down with him, but she doesn't think that she is hot enough or good enough for him. So the whole plot to this novella does hinge basically on a big misunderstanding that could be very easily cleared up just by them talking to each other about it. I agree, but her insecurity bothered me less than insecurity typically does in yeah. these novels because she's fresh off a divorce yes. and just went through this like huge physical transformation too. Yeah. That like she'd been consistently told she was unworthy. Yes. And just like lost all of this weight. And so I... Well, and she's older, getting back in the dating pool yeah. for the first time. Like, I bought her uncertainty in a way that I don't when these, like, perfect 18-year-olds are like, yeah. but what if I'm not pretty? Yeah. And I actually bought his, too. Yeah, same. Which I really, I, I enjoyed it that this there was a man who was unsure. Yes. You know, because in most of these books, the man is not the one who's unsure about himself. Yeah. You know? And, like, but, I will say this, because when we get into the offensiveness of this one, it was a little bit present in Aaron and Michael's story as well. There's just some, like, inherent misogyny to sports stories that I really wish someone would write a baseball book in particular without the, like, implication that girliness is bad yep. or feelings are bad. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, again, moving into offensiveness, he... So, Chase wants to talk about his feelings. Like, he wants to tell Josie that he wants to be with her. He wants to tell her that he's feeling insecure about his qualities as a long-term partner but he calls himself he calls all this girly and basically Josie backs it up she's like yeah it is girly but I like you anyway kind of thing you know yeah um, I hate it so like men can talk about their feelings like that's not girl it's not a girly thing to talk about your feelings for god's sakes 
you know? Yes. I just wish it, and like, on the one hand, I could sit there and defend it that like, sports are inherently misogynistic, and these characters are supposed to be older, and this was published 15 years ago, and like, contextualize, 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 I don't want to. Mm Mm-hmm. It, like, it wouldn't have been that hard for him to say, I want to talk about my feelings, I'm uncomfortable with it, I've never done this before, yeah. and she says, I'm here if you want to talk, yeah, I've never done this with a guy before, but that's fine. Yeah. Like, there are ways to make it uncomfortable for both of them without, like, these code words. Yes. Yes. And then, f- finally, I also did not, this is, I-, I don't know if it's offensive or just I really didn't like it, but basically the turning point in the conflict of this book. So she and Chase have a fight. Um, he wants her to go with him up to Cleveland. No, to Akron. <laughs> to the, sorry, to the, um, to a game. And she doesn't go with him because feelings, reasons, right? Sure. And she's like, oh, I should go. And then she gets this bouquet of flowers. And she thinks, oh, gosh, maybe Chase sent me some flowers. And then she would, like, feel like she could go up. No. You know who the flowers are from? They're from her ex-husband. Basically saying, you're right. We wouldn't have worked out anyway. Sorry that I was a jerk to you. And that's what frees her up to go be with a new guy. Is that her old dude acknowledged that they were never going to get back together? Was he gay? No. Okay. Anyway, I I was not into that being like the. I haven't read this in a long time. Yeah. I'm like usually I reread. This is what I know so well. I'm just doing from memory, like yeah. inside look at how we handle this um, behind the scenes. But I so I couldn't remember. I remember feeling like I didn't get what her ex husband's purpose in the story yeah, was. Yeah, I didn't get it. Like he didn't need to be there. Yeah, he didn't need to be there. He ended up not being as much of a jerk as. You thought he was, but Except who cares? He called her fat all the time. Yeah, but but who? But again, who? Like I didn't need his character to be redeemed in a novella, right? You know, like an eighty-page novella, especially a like sex and baseball novella. Yeah. Um, so speaking of sexiness, it's hot. This one is real hot. Very good at oral. Yep. I will say, yeah, if you want to give someone a woman oral sex while you're holding her up against the wall because you're real built. Won't say no. I really liked, first of all, that all these men are professional athletes. Yeah. So like, you just don't have to question <laughs> why they're like... Question. There's no gentleman Jackson, like, what's going on? No, Jacked. it's called weight room. And, like, all the women are sort of, like, normal. Yeah. And I don't mean that, like, there is a normal. I mean, like, they have normal lives and yes. normal jobs. Yes. And, like, they work out-ish, but they don't, they're not constantly thinking about what that means for their waistline. Like, yeah. I mean, Josie's is the closest that we get. And it's just because she lost this weight after divorce, which, uh, again, I think is pretty common. Right, but, like, she's still a drama teacher. Yeah. Like, the thing I like the most, and like I said, I'm not trying to, like, shame any body type or any choice people. I'm just saying, overall, these are, like, employed women with interests outside of men who aren't effortlessly gorgeous. Yeah. But also, like, effort isn't mocked. Yes, It's just presented as a fact. Yes. Which I dug. Um, And that also makes them the sex sexier. Yeah. It was very hot. Very, very hot. Very hot. Yeah. Um, I have no complaints about the sex in either of the first two. Okay. Okay, final. Final story. Final novella. Hot shot. This is my least favorite. It, I agree. I think it was just the, the one that had the least amount of setup. Yeah. So the first one, they had a shared history. The second one, there actually was some setup in the first novella. Mm-hmm. Like Chase and Josie meet in the first novella, so they know each other. And you don't have to get through the whole get-to-know-each-other phase. Like, they know each other. They're taking the next step. Yeah. In this final story, um, the second... 
The setup for this story is that Haley and her friends are going out for a bachelorette party on the town. And they all say, okay, we're going to do something out of our comfort zone that we never would do before. So one of Haley's friends is going to go hit on Haley's brother, for example. And Haley decides that she is going to hit on a black dude. That is what she wants to do. Okay. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't hate it, but I think it was a little bit racist. Oh, it was more than a little racist. And I, if, okay, I think this story would have been a million times better if she had specifically wanted to be with Reese. Like if she had seen a baseball game and said, oh, he is really hot. And she said, I want to hit on a black guy thinking maybe Reese will be here. You or know even I mean? like, I want to hit on one of the minor league baseball players. And like, some of them are black. Right. There, yeah. There's just the emphasis on race, both in terms of her initial interest in him yeah. and then how it plays into their relationship going forward. I am a white woman. I have no room to speak about like personal offense or anything like that. Yeah. I remember even in 2006 yeah. not loving the way this yeah. was handled. And I'm sure if I reread it now in 2019, I'd die inside. Yeah. And also, FYI, this is the story where I figured out this was in Ohio. I know this is really dumb because I should have known before when Chase was going up to Akron. Mm-hmm. But, you know, any major league, any minor league baseball could go to Akron to, right. to play. But I grew up in Ohio, okay? And since you, since Haley's apartment is on the Cincinnati River. That means that this is the minor league team that feeds the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. No, not necessarily. Oh, no? No. So like the Yankees So you tell me more. So this is basically minor league teams um change affiliations all the time, first of all. So most major league teams have at least 3 minor league affiliates. Some have like up to 10. Um the most common levels are rookie ball, A ball, double AA, A, triple A. Usually the triple A team or the double A team is relatively close to the major league affiliate just for like the ease of sending players back and forth. But um, for example, the New York Yankees, their minor league affiliates are in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Tampa, Florida, and um, Scranton, uh, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and Trenton, oh, wow. New Jersey. Um, and then there's other like Charleston River Dogs used to be affiliated with them. So there's actually no, like it's usually more convenient at least some of the minor league affiliates are within range of the major league team. But that's actually not, like, at all a prerequisite. Okay. All right. Well, Blaine just schooled me, and she told me that this team would not necessarily be feeding the Reds. But I will say that if it's on the Ohio River, it is close-ish to Cincinnati. Okay? Yeah, but... Agree. It could be. But, like, you have no idea what major league team they're feeding. No, but that I don't care about right now. Yeah. What I care about is the geography and whether or not it would be that unusual to see a black dude in our town. Right. Okay. Cincinnati has a sizable black population, number one. Number two, like, this is where Uncle Tom fled. This They fled across the Ohio River into Ohio. I didn't think they were in Cincinnati. I thought they were in a suburb, but, like, it stands to reason that if Cincinnati, Cincinnati right. has a sizable black population, so does the That's suburb. what I'm saying. Right. I mean, I don't know. I guess I could be wrong, but it just seems to me a little weird that, that a black person in town, especially a town that, like, is hosting a minor league team would not have that many black people in it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it depends. Uh, it minor does. league stadiums are usually in, like, mid-sized 
towns and cities. Yeah. So, for example, um, we live in the D.C. area. So, um, Frederick has a minor league team. Hagerstown has a minor league yeah. team. Um, and those are, like... Richmond, I think, has a minor league team. Yeah. Well, they have a stadium. That one's a complicated one. But, like, Charleston, South Carolina has minor league sure. teams. Um, so they're usually not, like, big cities. Right. But they're usually big enough cities to support, exactly. like, a fan base. This is a mid-sized town on the Ohio River. There's got to be black people. Right? Anyway. Also, something I thought was kind of funny about this book is that, it, excuse me, this part of the novella is that Dick apparently is very risque word. <laughs> I will say... We're recording this back-to-back with Fly With Me. I will say this is a better depiction of a bachelorette hookup. So much better, yes. And that's, like, I didn't love this one. Like, of the three, it's definitely the weakest, so that says something. Yeah. So, uh, moving to offensives, which we've already touched on a little bit, I definitely thought a little bit, at least a little bit, of examination or problematization of why Haley liked black dudes or wanted to. And was, like, ashamed of liking black dudes. It was bad. It was weird. Um, I was not offended at all by the big misunderstanding in this book because uh, it was extremely offensive. Basically... Uh, Reese uh, found out that the reason she came and hit on him was because she told her bachelorette girls... I'm going to hit on a black I'm guy. I'm going to hit on a black guy, and that's why she hit on him. That's not a misunderstanding. That's an understanding, and right. he had a right to be pissed. But he, like, overheard it because it was on her answering machine or something. Right. Anyway, so uh, this is a part where I was not offended at all, like, no shade at all. Uh, I will say there was a sex scene where... <laughs> Okay, here's the literal line. This was offensive. An inexperienced woman was much more erotic than a seasoned hummer giver. I just died. I can't. (laughs) So again, if you have been listening to our podcast, you probably have heard some of Lane's ranting about why inexperience is so much more erotic than experience. But I was like, dude, Reese, what are you going to do in 10 years when she's giving you a couple more Hummers? Are you going to be like, ah, got to go for someone else who has never given them before? Okay, first of all, let's talk about the word Hummer. <laughs> I feel like we have to start there. That is one of the least sexy sexy so unsexy. Hummer. So unsexy. I, I haven't actually called someone call it a Hummer also like in the act. I feel like Hummer is only a word that is used for humor. Maybe. And I, I still haven't heard it in 10 years. What it makes me think of is... The car? Newly, no. When the newlyweds with um, Jessica Simpson. I never watched that. Oh, my God. Anyway, they're talking about Hummers, and he's like, yeah, I'd like a Hummer. And she's like, oh, I'll buy you the car. And he's like, whatever. Okay. Once again, I don't think Hummer is actually a word used during the act. True. Um, he's, he's used it in his head. <sighs> and he's from California. Call it a blowjob. He's from, like, California, or I guess. head. You think or in California oral. they call them Hummers? No. <laughs> okay, anyway. I don't know what's happening. Point, point is, least sexy word choice. Next point. Um, I absolutely hate eroticization of innocence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I don't mind that she hasn't given a blowjob. Like, whatever, everybody's sexual experience is different. But the fact that his, like, response to finding that, like... It just feels so, like, territorial and gross. Yeah, he's, like, even better... Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, didn't like it. Sexiness, as we've said, these books, these novellas are all sexy. Every single one of them. Yes. So. The fact that this one's like kind of racist turned down the sexiness for me. That it's kind of racist turned down the sexiness and also that he calls it a Hummer and eroticizes her innocence. So all three of those things together 
Yeah. Turned it, turned it down a notch. And I don't know... I wonder what race Luann McLean is. <laughs> I don't, actually. I'm pretty sure I know. I do, too. But... I don't know this is one of those things where I don't know how much credit I get, should give something at the time like this yeah. was 15 years ago and it is an interracial couple frankly talking about being an interracial yeah. couple and but the flip side of that is I don't necessarily feel like the waste relation stuff here is well handled no. and I actually think at this point we call it pretty regressive mm-hmm. but I don't know how much of that is like 2004 versus 2019 well and I think there were very easy ways to fix it like I yeah. said if she went in saying, oh, I don't know his name, but there's this black dude on the team that I really like. And then you see him in the bar and you're like, I'm going to hand a black guy to your friends. But even that's still problematic. It is, but it would already have improved it like 10 notches. How much of this can I just like dismiss with a wave of the hand in uh, Ohio? Ah, oh, depends on where you are in Ohio. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. But I was like, this is Southern Ohio. You know? And it's really hard to believe that, like... It's tough. It, and he's from California, like we said. I don't know. I just... I, I don't reread this one. I yeah. only read it when I'm, like, trying to be a completionist. I probably wouldn't reread it either. And you've got two other great choices. I reread the Aaron and Michael one all the time. <laughs> Honestly, I would probably reread Josie and Chase. Yeah, but, like, often. it depends what you're in the mood for. This is true. This is and true. I'm usually in the mood for... First of all, like, this is a... Like, thing readers don't need to know about. Pitching is my kink. <laughs> so, Michael does it for me. Left-handed pitchers specifically. Is he, is he a lefty? I don't think I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. I don't think so. Um, but, like, Andy Pettit's motion, guys. <laughs> welcome. Guys, I think I'm going to have to just cut off this episode right now. <laughs> I'll edit out the stuff that was boring. All right. Thank you so much for always as listening. And if you enjoy... Rate, review, and subscribe. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.